Welcome to the Go After Your Passion podcast with Christina Crowley. Live a life you love. If not now, when? Here's Christina. And welcome to the podcast. Today I have with me Julie Corp. And Julie, thank you so much for being here. It's a pleasure to have you today. Well, thank you so much for having me. I appreciate the opportunity. Oh, you're welcome. And so tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, I am a mother of three children and um, my daughter just got married this last weekend. So that was super fun. And I have three grandchildren. So that's also a joy. Oh, well, awesome for that. And congratulations. It's always fun to have a wedding. Yeah, yeah. And I am um, a former business owner of 25 years. Um, I have um, homeschooled my children. Um, I have been a um, private school teacher. Um, I have been a public school substitute. And so I also have, um, and I was a trainer for in the corporate world for the quality movement. So um, I love teaching people and watching their um, eyes light up and to equip them to be their best selves. And that sounds cliche-ish, but that's really my passion. That's, that's really wonderful. And so, you know, with your passion, I mean, what was the catalyst to get you, you know, involved um, and, and to continue to pursue it? Well, it's kind of a long story, but um, I ended up, um, when I grew up, I had an alcoholic dad and I had a um, kind of traumatic authoritarian home life, but my parents loved me. Um, they did the very best that they could for me. They've, um, they both gave me permission to share the lessons that I um, learned as I went into recovery um, over the traumatic things that happened to me in my childhood. They both gave me permission to share um, tidbits of that story in my book, The Incredible Life Makeover. And, um, and unfortunately, after they divorced, um, my mom met a knight in shining armor. That's, and, that's wonderful. Yeah, well, he wasn't a knight in shining armor. He was a, a pornographic, um, violent, um, abusive <sighs> man. Oh, I misunderstood you. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. And, and so the thing is, is what we thought was going to be a beautiful experience yeah. turned into um, a nightmare. Oh. And I lived many dark days without hope as a um, teenager um, trapped um, by authority figures who had control over my own my life. And um, I felt my childhood dream of being anything I wanted slipping away. Wow. And uh, that, that's a huge, huge challenge to overcome. How did you do it? Well, um, I just want to tell your audience before I tell them how, is I want to tell your audience that there are many things that happen to us that sideswipe us. And... Um, I've also experienced multiple, multiple moves in my life and had to restart um, my life in each physical location. Um, when I stepped out of a successful corporate career and into homeschooling, I, it was another total restart and uh, refinding myself, my identity, my purpose. Um, when I went through a terrible, when we went through a terrible betrayal um, in 
our business life, um, I learned even more things um, of how to manage my thoughts and my emotions. And, um, and then after 28 years um, of being married to a wonderful, godly man, um, he decided that he wanted to go back to his alcoholic um, roots and to the, the fun life. And, um, and we ended up um, divorcing and I ended up being once again needing an incredible life makeover. And so um, how, did, how do we recover from trauma, even the COVID trauma, even the, the trauma of losing our job during COVID, even the trauma of having to homeschool and try to keep working? How do we, how do we manage all this? And um, so what, I, what happened was um, I came into a deep just relationship with the Lord Jesus and God. And I used the principles really that are in the word of God, um, one principle at a time, one growth point at a time to go from being an angry, resentful, um, really purposeless person because I was so angry at what had happened to me. I was so um, filled with hatred um, towards men, towards authority figures, um, and so it began this transformation of my life. And what happened was, is I got whole. I ended up being able to achieve personal freedom. And I didn't even talk about what happened to us anymore because I was living a beautiful, wonderful um, life, um, raising my children and being married and being business owners and, and all of it until, um, yeah. So that's how, kind of how, and a lot of people, when they hear my story now, they, they come up to me and they go, I had no idea you were living through that. Yeah. And that's, and, and how does that make you feel when the people come up to you and, and, and tell you that? Well, it means that my freedom is real because um, I talk about seven phases of transformation in my book and I work with people, clients in my coaching, my consulting for businesses, um, I work with them on the inner game because especially like during COVID, what are we hearing? We're hearing more people committing suicide, more people coming up with old addictions or old um, things that got them in the past. They thought they were over it, but they're really not. And that's because the trauma of the past is re-exerting itself. And so what I work with people on is I work with them on um, processing and completely learning how to live above that trauma so that it doesn't affect you anymore. Definitely. Cause I think, you know, until COVID people could push it down with busyness. They could, <laughs> they could push down and forget about everything cause they were busy. And I, I know from, you know, a lot of the people who, you know, are my friends and who, you know, you see on Facebook, uh, you know, it did take this having to stop everything uh, to make us face that or, you know, turn to, you know, it just put it in our faces for lack of a better way of, of putting it. You can't hide it anymore when you're stuck doing nothing. So after I, after I found Christ, I, I um, was 
encouraged by the people who are walking alongside me and I praise God for them every day. I praise God for people who are willing to link their arm with yours to say, you can do it. Um, there's a better life. There's a better way. And I am passionate about um, helping people live the phases of transformation I have in my book. But more than that, I train leaders on how to live this themselves because leaders carry a lot of responsibility, business owners, um, community leaders, um, pastors' wives. Um, they carry an incredible um, weight. And so um, anyway, I help people to move through three phases or three practical steps of forgiveness. So tell us about that. What are, what are those three steps? Um, how, do they, how do people apply it to themselves? Right. Well, everyone wants to forgive, but it, Joyce Meyer, when she asked how many of you have someone that you need to forgive and you haven't, 90% of the people raise their hand. And I use forgiveness as a skill set. And I equip people to learn to operate in a spirit of forgiveness because it protects your own mental health. It protects your own heart. It protects your relationship with your husband or your children or um, your, your ability to connect with people in the community or at work. Mm -hmm. And so um, the first step is to actually say, I choose to forgive as an act of my will. Because the thing is, is I've heard people say, well, I'm not ready to forgive. The thing is, is we're never ready if we're allowing our feelings to choose what we do or to control what we do. And so I say, as an act of my will, I choose to forgive so-and-so in the name of Jesus. And I, or, or um, with God's help, or you know, whatever works for that person to incorporate their higher power, their level of faith into the process. And so, um, but then a lot of times um, I like to, um, I like to, help people to realize that by choosing to forgive, um, I read this plaque one time and it said, you know you've forgiven when you don't have to talk about it anymore. And so many people, they're still talking about it and thinking about it and letting it impact their decisions for their life, for how they, the filter and mask that they wear. And I talk about this, um, I, I sometimes use a motorcycle helmet when I talk about this. And um, I just put stickies on the motorcycle helmet, um, resentment, bitterness, um, lack of self-control, lack of identity. And it fills up the whole helmet because we haven't taken care of the root. And so the thing is, is this, so the second, the second step in, my, um, in the supernatural power of forgiveness, because I think there is a power to protect your life. You know, and that's why the Lord tells us in the word to forgive those who have despitefully used us on purpose. Because um, I know that your podcast can't, can't see my hands, but if you were to open an umbrella and to put yourself under that umbrella, we can live, we choose the umbrella. And I, I have this wonderful teaching with golf umbrellas, but um, when we put ourselves underneath the umbrella of trauma, we live there even though we think it's not affecting us. And so I want people to be able to live under the umbrella of freedom, not trauma. And so the second step is actually 
releasing off the bitterness, the resentment. I'm, I release the bitterness out of my heart because we own, um, I love the comment at one of the people at my last live events. Um, this young woman came into the event almost getting ready to get a divorce. And um, by the end of the, of the um, live event, she was like, I think, I think we're going to be, we're equipped to make it. And she later um, filled out a survey and her number one revelation was, and think about if we lived like this, it, she said, I'm responsible for the condition of my own heart, you know? And so the thing is, is when I release off resentment though, and bitterness, it keeps me be from becoming a bitter person. It keeps me from hatred being the root of what I'm offering to the world. It keeps the visor of my motorcycle helmet from being clogged and, and that rejection and that isolation um, and the mistrust of authority from ruling. Yeah. It's amazing. So what's your third step? <laughs> yeah. My third step is, uh, well, I really work with clients a lot on the second step because many people, there's little things that you have to, I'm, I forgive them for making me feel like I'm not important. Like, can you hear the power of being authentic and real? And it's very powerful to release these things out of your heart. And then the word of God actually tells us to bless our enemy. How many people that you know have ever been taught to bless their enemy? Oh, few people. Yeah, very few. So what happens is I'm going to go back to the word picture about the umbrella. If I'm under that trauma and then I say I choose to forgive them, I'm still like halfway under that umbrella because I haven't cleaned out the work. I haven't cleaned out my heart. So then when I do step two, I actually am sidestepping and now I'm not under the umbrella anymore. But here's, here's the, the magic, the, the brilliancy of God's principles is that when I raise myself up and I choose to forgive and then bless the person who hurt me. Now, I want you to know, some people are going to be like, I would never bless them. Now, imagine, imagine that you want to live a powerful, powerful life where your mind is able to conceive and be creative where your heart is actually able to give and receive affirmation. You cannot let what happened to you impede your ability to be positive. That I, you know, what you're saying is so important. And what I hear at least so far is all of this about forgiveness is with yourself. You didn't bring in that other person that you need to forgive because sometimes they may have died or something like that, but yeah, the forgiveness is about the individual so that the individual can, you know, continue on with their life for lack of a better way of me putting it. Does that sound, is that kind of what you're teaching? Yep. And the reason that I do that is, is that, um, we, it's kind of like unforgiveness is poison and forgiveness is kind of like a super, juicy 
uh, nutritious, good tasting drink. And so the third step, when I say to bless your enemy, here's what it actually sounds like. And I had to, so I'm telling you that you can choose to break free from the roots that are holding you down. And this is, and, and remember, this is only the second phase of transformation. Like this is a skill set that people can use the, your listeners can use this the rest of their life. And so the whole thing is, is um, I choose to bless, let's say my dad, or I'll, I'll apply it to the person who was my stepfather. I choose to forgive and release all that bitterness and hatred and what he did to destroy my life and all that. But then I can say, I bless him with the love of God. And every spiritual and good blessing that can be sown into his life, that his life could be changed for the better. That he could come out of his prison. Uh, maybe he was sexually abused when he was growing up. Maybe he's been manhandled and mistreated and betrayed. And maybe his vessel is full of bitterness and resentment. And, and so the thing is, is what he did I can't even describe um, because I need to protect the privacy of family members. Um, but the thing is, is I can bless him and I can ask God to change his life. And then here's the key and release him into God's hands and that he has nothing to do. He has no authority, no power over my life, over my future, over my mental health, my emotional health my friendships in Jesus' name. And now, if you're thinking about that umbrella, my freedom umbrella has now elevated me up a whole nother level. And I can remain positive. And now, once that umbrella and my elevation is up, I can now start developing my own identity. Yes. A confident identity, a strong identity. And that's actually like one of the other phases in my book is help. I'm having an identity crisis. And so, you know, I work with that on clients. And so, um, yeah. It, you know, it, that, it is amazing. And I hope that, you know, people can just listen to you for, you know, truly what it is, because that last step is what a lot of people are going to get stuck on. But it, it sounds like it's very freeing. It sounds like the whole process of everything in your book is very freeing. What is the name of your book? And tell us some more about it. Yeah. So the name of my book is called The Incredible Life Makeover. has my beautiful face on the front of it. Yes. Um, that was a challenge for me to put myself on the front of a book. But um, the thing is, is um, it's, it also has a discussion guide that goes with it. Um, and so some people take approximately nine months to go through my book. And they use it kind of like their own personal development guide. Mm -hmm. um, some people go through it in small groups or book clubs or um, women's groups. And the beautiful thing is some people disciple people with the book. Some people have sent it to people in prison, coming out of psych wards. Like, it is amazing uh, what a, where a book can go that I could never touch those lives personally. And so um, the beautiful thing is, is I have CDs um, and DVDs that people can order on my website that um, are me actually teaching 
how to apply four of the most powerful principles in the book. And so that's another resource people have. Um, but the reason that I am so passionate about this is that um, when I went through my divorce, um, I thought my life was over. And some of your people who are listening to this podcast, they could feel like their life is over. And um, a friend of mine had me over for lunch and she handed me a journal and a pen. And the Incredible Life Makeover was not quite finished yet. It was still like in the editing process. And um, she said, um, God told me to buy this for you. And I had been telling everyone that I would never write about my divorce um, because it was so personal. It was so raw. It was so identity destroying. It was so mentally challenging to not stay under the, the umbrella trauma, um, the, the umbrella of trauma, and to stay in my umbrella of freedom. But I had to live every principle that's in my book again when that happened. And, I, and that's how I know it works because I was able to forgive because God had taught me this skill. I was able to forgive from the first day that my husband asked me for a divorce. And it kept me because it's a skill set. I'm, I'm saying that I live this every day when people hurt my feelings, when I'm offended, when um, someone doesn't like me. And so what happened is in that journal, I began and I ended up with five battle cries that I used every day, every day to go through a traumatic experience, not letting that trauma determine all the other areas of my life. And so, um, and so what happened is, I apologize for that. Gotcha. Um, what happened is, is that those five battle cries, I generalize them for anyone who's going through trauma. And one day as I was out there doing my forgiving, um, and I would go on prayer walks and I would, because every day when you're going through a divorce in the beginning, there's nasty things happening. And those nasty things, I just refuse, I was protecting my life, the relationships in my life, the influence of my life. Um, just, I was just this, this trauma that someone else had caused um, that I, I was in that relationship. I bear part of that responsibility. But when someone just 180 degrees changes their whole life, and I wasn't going to change 180 degrees of my whole life, then, then I have to let them go. Um, but anyway, these battle cries, I was praying and the Lord said, to, or I was telling, I was praying actually, and I prayed, God, I forgive him for destroying my life. And that, that okay, now that sounds like a good prayer, but it's not. Why? Because here's the thing. The Lord says to me, while I'm praying this prayer, I think I'm praying this wonderful prayer. He says, he doesn't have the power to destroy your life. He said, you can forgive him for divorcing you, but only you have the power to destroy your life. And I stopped walking at that point. Yeah. And I was like, God did not give me one inch of victim mentality. Not one inch. And so in my book, I talk about uh, the victim mentality. I talk about how we can reject that spirit of being an orphan. Um, and all of that is geared and it's rooted 
in that spirit of rejection from the things that happened to us. And That's so powerful. Oh my god. Powerful. Goodness. It cha- it changed everything that I was um everything that I was going through. And so the beautiful thing is in those battle cries, um people who are going through trauma can can actually take them and um they're they're worded in a positive and a negative um, sentence. And so one of them, battle cry one, with God's help, I will control my thoughts and words. I will not accept a victim mentality. And so right today, no matter what your audience is going through, they could take that battle cry and they could write it on a card and they could say that 20 times a day. But the thing is, we choose whether we let someone else get us under the umbrella that says, I am a victim. Or whether we choose as an act of our will to take responsibility and steward our thoughts and words during Corona, during during this terrible political, during riots. The thing is, the things that are happening now, I want you to know that there are skill sets that I teach my clients and that people who use my book, it is a skill set to, to not accept a victim mentality. And so I teach people how to do that. Um, and then I'll just, I'll just go ahead. Um, this was another thing um, by, by the Lord showing me that I was not a victim and that he could not destroy my life. Um, that I, I came up with um, some bullet points that said, only I can destroy my life. No excuses. Wow. Yeah. Um, I will not give up on my God-given identity and calling. Like we decide whether or not we're going to quit because of what has happened that might be outside of our control. Yeah. Another bullet point. I will not surrender my rights and my inheritance. The thing is, I have personal rights and that person does not decide whether I get to exercise them or not. It seemed like he was more powerful, but he did not have the, he did not have the authority to, to determine what I was going to do with my life. And we cannot let COVID, we cannot let job loss, we cannot let like whatever is happening on our external world. If you might have a, a family member who rejects you and and is not, you know, a positive force in your life. We determine our response to that person. Are you going to walk in love? Are you going to choose to forgive over and over? Or are you going to become a bitter person because of that other person's response? It's up to us. Um, and so the thing is, um, I love this one. And then I'll end with this. This is battle cry number two. It says, with God's help. I will control my response to the pain and trauma. And then it says, I will not let this loss rob anything else from me. And so you can control the effect of the thing that happened to you if you will choose to take responsibility for your thoughts and words and emotions because those determine your actions. And your, your own actions can let that trauma or that loss steal way more from you 
than it should. Wow. So anybody's going through anything from job loss to divorce to, I mean, everything that's going on, it, you know, for it, it just seems so powerful and, and helping us propel our pre propel ourselves forward. Gosh, I can't talk. <laughs> it, you know, I mean, cause we do, we, as humans, we do need to keep, you know, moving on and being who we want to be, uh, you know, our goals and our future, it is not a straight line. It is, you know, there are curves and stops along the way. And, and I think your book and your teachings are so powerful in, in reminding us in that and reminding us who we are. And, uh, in, and the practice of those principles sounds amazingly powerful. So where can listeners find your book? Where can they find you? Um, where can they find your coaching? It sounds like you do retreats. sounds like you have a lot going on. And uh, where can people get involved or learn more? Sure. Well, my passion is to help people in as many ways as possible. Um, I do want to say that some people they actually need to be coached. They need someone to lead them through it. Some people are able to go through it with a friend or family member or group and really get a lot out of it. But some people, like, they have struggled with this thing for years and never gotten it right. And they usually need a coach. And um, my co so I just want to say that my coaching and consulting, it isn't like this years of, of um, working with someone um, because life coaches can be very conversational and long-term and they kind of just help you process. I'm not like that. In my coaching, we work on a specific skill set to actually get that, that obstacle dealt with and jump you up to a level of freedom that you can get going again. And so that's something that's unusual about my, about my coaching is, is that it's all skill set based. Um, every time I work with a client, by the time four to eight sessions is over, um, that's usually a time, eight sessions is all it takes to develop a skill set that you can have the rest of your life. Mm -hmm. So if they're interested in um, the book or the CDs or anything, they can go to my nonprofit website. Um, it, which is newlifefortoday.com. Um, and that's newlifefortoday.com. Um, I have a blog there. Um, I have a store. I have endorsements. Um, but the beautiful thing is you could actually repetitively listen to the Incredible Life Makeover Workshop, the CDs and DVDs, and you would be amazed if you just implemented those four sessions how much progress and growth you would have as a person. And so um, that's where people go to find out about me. And when you go there, you will have the opportunity to join my email list. And each month I send out an email and it is an encouragement. And, and I'm, I'm also a real big believer in um, resources. And so I try to it, uh, give resources to people that they might not have heard about before. Um, and so the thing is, is, is like, um, many of my people on my list might not have heard of your podcast. So I can go ahead and share that link in one of my, you know, uh, months that I send that out. And so you usually receive two emails, one teaching email and one resource email. And um, we just try to lift people up 
and keep them going toward their passion and their purpose. Absolutely, because we only have this one life to live. That it's all we got. And uh, so I think your teaching is powerful. I think it's important. And Julie, thank you so much for being my guest today. Oh, you're welcome. And if anyone um, has any opportunities for speaking engagements, yeah. um, you can also contact me there as well. Great. So, um, and if you do sign up for the email list, I want to bless your audience. Yeah. Um, you will get a link for a free download of my book. And oh, so, yep, yep. So join the email list and you can get chapter one for free. And so thank you so much for your time and for the opportunity today. Oh, you are so welcome. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Christina. Now go after your passion.